Welcome to the Low Key Podcast. My name is Tim Malloy. I'm here as always with Aaron Lanson and Keith Danny. Hey, Keith Danny. <laughs> Welcome, Rock everybody. Me. This week, we wanted to talk about something that I've seen in a lot of clickbaity headlines. Um, I started seeing this after Black Panther came out, but the question is, can white kids be Black Panther for Halloween? And at first, I kind of like shrugged and laughed at this and was like, that's just them trying to get clicks. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, this is actually kind of a difficult question. Um, because as a, as a, I almost said as an owner of future white kids, as a parent of future white kids, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't actually know what I would tell them if they asked to be Black Panther for Halloween. Because I would think that was cool that they wanted to emulate Black Panther and that they were, you know, kind of race, race blind. Um but I would also feel like they were culturally appropriating and like they were going to set themselves up for some really awkward conversations that I don't want them to have when they're really young. And that I, I kind of want to talk about, talk about with them myself rather than having like neighborhood kids make fun of them. So I don't know. Am I way overthinking it? You know, it's funny. You, you brought this up. We had no conversation about it prior. So I'm kind of hearing you frame it this way for the first time. And I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm like, oh, shit, he used the word cultural appropriation or the term cultural appropriation. I'm thinking, (laughs) hmm, I guess. Yeah, I guess it could be taken that way. So um, another side to that story, um, but 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 different and, and, and because you can't necessarily say this is cultural appropriation. So I have been playing the new Spider Man game on PlayStation 4. Uh, with my one-year-old son, like, present. Yeah. And he loves Spider-Man. Like, he all about him. Loves Peter Parker. He knows who Mary Jane is. He's all about the villains. He likes Venom. Like, all that, right? I say that to say, he said he really wants to be Spider-Man for Halloween. So he's going to be Spider-Man for Halloween. Now, in no point did I have to think, oh, man, this is a white male he'll be dressing up as. Like, it didn't even cross my mind as a thing to be an issue, but again, some of the things that Black Panther in particular as a film and what it means to the cultural zeitgeist, very different from what, you know, was going on with, with uh, Spider-Man. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Keith, what, what do you think of, of Tim's dilemma? <laughs> future dilemma. That future dilemma. Um, I don't know. You know, I I probably never own any white kids, but um, you never know. You know, <laughs> a couple. You never know. But I think so. When I think about, it, I think it from it like even the terms of what you're talking about about um, your son dressed up as Spider Man. And I don't know if you um, personally, Aaron, ever dressed up as a superhero for Halloween. But I was Batman every Halloween. All of them. Like. All of them. You couldn't tell me shit. Like it was like I was Batman. I talked in the Batman voice. You know, you know what I mean. Like I'm Batman. Like that shit. <laughs> so, but the thing is, I would run around in that cape, like even after Halloween, with the yeah. Batman cape, and and do like the Dracula shit with the cape, where you just cover half of your face and act like you disappearing, but you ain't went nowhere. You just ran real quick. So. <laughs> I didn't think, like, as a kid, like, damn, 
I'm not bad. Batman's white. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the last thing I thought. I just liked the cartoon. I liked the comic books. Okay. But, but okay. No, but, let, but, let me finish my thought because I would forget. Okay. So the thing is that I think like for a child, it's like it's it's innocent. You know what I mean? It's not I don't I wouldn't want to take that away, me personally, from my child. Like they if they think a superhero is cool. I want them to think that they cool, you know what I'm saying? And just and just rock with that. I think when we talk about like um what do we say, uh cultural appropriation, a lot of these particular issues come in when you have people who are grown as people like taking up a different culture or like, you know, like when you had those college students um dressed up in blackface and all of this type of shit, you know? Right. Um mm-hmm. That's a whole, whole different issue in itself. But I think with kids, you know, it's just innocent. It's just they want to, um, they look up to those particular superheroes and stuff like that. So the only thing I was going to say is Bruce Wayne being Batman, there's nothing inherent in what he does that makes him white. He's a rich white man. He's a rich white man, but like his rich whiteness is not about the degradation of black people or any like there's nothing like surrounding who he is as a rich white male billionaire that has to do with anything with cultural appropriation or the uh taking away people's civil rights or anything like that. <laughs> that you know what I mean? Like <laughs> say his uh superpower is white privilege. It kind of <laughs> is. I mean it's like three it's like three or four <laughs> generations. If Batman yeah, if, yeah. if Bruce Wayne wasn't rich, he couldn't have done any of that. Like, and it I'm depends not saying on only what's the story, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, it's not that only white people are rich, but only white people have inherited fortunes that go back for pretty much only white people have inherited fortunes that go back for like you know 17 generations of Wayne's. Mm-hmm. So like most of his origin stories are funny enough, kind of similar to Iron Fist, where like he has, has this period where he goes out into the mountains and he trains with um. Ah shoot, what's the name of that group? Who? Um, I said it was some Asians. Um, <laughs> what? The hand? Is it the hand? Is it the hand? It's not, it's not, it's not the hand. Oh yeah. That no, that's Marvel. Um, it's Rajagoo's people. Yeah, and it's not coming to me, bro. It's been so long. But somebody's gonna let us know. Yeah, they'll they'll check us about it. So the whole thing though is most of his origin story has something These to do with like. Shadows. Yes. Big yes. shadows. Yeah. Oh my god. A lot of his his origin stories normally begin there. Now, how he could get there without you know the rich stuff, you know, there are ways, and there are ways it's been done where it doesn't require the money. But once he come back and get the Batmobile and all that, you know, like, no, nah, you can't do that. Uh, he basically would end up being Matt Murdock rather than Batman. Well, yeah. and by Matt, I mean Daredevil. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, anyway, um. With Black Panther, you cannot have a conversation about Black Panther without getting into its African roots, um, kind of the uh, the fantasy element of an Africa that goes uncolonized and is able to prosper and has this, like, just is, like, just generation scientifically beyond what everyone else is on the rest of the planet 
Um, there are things inherent in that that you know people can see as a problem. Now, I think even for kids, accidentally some of this stuff can get a little weird when you get into like if you told a child to just go look Google Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Coogler and those guys did a really good job of making very smart changes so that some of the things in Black Panther's origin don't get really skewed and messed up. So if M'Baku is instead of M'Baku is Ape Man, it plays a little different. Like in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, he's Ape Man. Um, you know, and some of these other things. Now, again, it's been remodeled for a contemporary audience, and that's great. Uh, but, but yeah, that can be places where even for kids maybe that can get a little weird but I, I don't i don't know that that's necessarily an issue i feel like white parents can allow their kids to be black panther but i do think well, i do understand the hesitation although i feel like that's kind of overthinking it i feel like it's really overthinking it if you're worried about it like if you're hanging out with your family and close friends and your kid is your white kid is dressed as Black Panther, whatever, it's fine. But if your kid goes out into the world, I mean, it's I don't know if it's fine, but it's like, is it worth making an issue of it? Not really. Like you're gonna expose them to a bunch of stuff that maybe they're not ready to handle yet. Um, like they might not realize your five year old may not realize there's such a thing as racism. Like let's keep that going as long as possible. <laughs> but, but but if you've got yeah, what if you've got um a kid who goes out in the world and then some other kid is like, oh, you idiot, you can't be Black Panther, you're white. And then they suddenly like introduce them to the concept of racism through that. They've had a terrible Halloween. And then they have all these questions. And it's like, they may not be ready to handle that. I mean, on the other hand, part of me thinks just answer all your kids' questions as honestly as you can and let them go out and face the actual world that they live in. Um, in which case, maybe the Maybe the Black Panther costume is a painful way for them to <laughs> well, okay, get okay. a dose of reality. So, so here's my question, honestly, very honestly. Yeah. What is the worst case scenario that white people are really concerned? Um, I think I don't think they're worried about. Worried about. I, I think what they're worried about is offending someone, or they're worried that their kid. It's so scary get, about it. That they would like offend. That they would offend. Like, what if they offend their black neighbors? What if their black neighbors are like, you, well, that's a little bit You know weird. what you can do? Yeah. But, 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 okay, here, here's what you do. You yeah. go ask them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, Before? What is, I mean, just, look, I'm sure you have plenty of friends. Before you do some goofy shit, you don't go straight to the offensive part of the question. You go, oh, you know, I was... You know, my son was blah, 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 blah. Like, you ain't even got to be, you know, son, daughter, whatever. My daughter was thinking of being, um, oh, my God, crap. What's what's uh, T'Challa's sister's name? Uh, yeah. 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 My, my, my daughter wants to be Siri for for Halloween. Oh, man, I, just, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think? You know, I mean, like, look, there are ways to bring this up. Like, the thing is, if you speak to your neighbors, then it's really not a big deal. You just, just be like. Is this a big deal or not? And almost all of them are going to say, this is nothing. Um, if you have neighbors... It depends what type of costume it is, too. Like, if your right. daughter wants to be sure, but then she wants to be in blackface, then it's a problem. <laughs> but, but, that, but, yeah. but you, as a white person, look, I'm, yeah. you ain't got enough sense. 
Right. No, some people so, don't have that much. You ain't got to. But, 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 Keith, why do you so think. What white person would. Who. For. For. What white person would dress their child up in blackface around black neighbors and then be like, oh, well, I didn't want to offend you? You surprised. You'll be surprised. No, but I'm saying and act shocked about it. I mean, it. in like recent years, Julianne, Julianne Huff did a, did a blackface orange is the new black costume. Oh, like, I know that. Very, but like within five years. Yeah, but like. But that's on you. I'm so like, if you can't, this is so basic. No blackface. Okay, fine. Let's go over right. some real stupid rules. Okay, so right. if you listening and you ain't sure about some of these, it, it, okay, some things. Let, let me back up for a second. All right, so I'm not trying to, um, in any way disparage people who take some. Maybe I take some of these things for granted. And I don't want to make you feel bad if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what some of these base rules are. <laughs> so, like, uh, first tenant, uh, first maxim, whatever the hell you want to call it, do not do blackface. There's no <laughs> to do it. Yeah, given. Uh, it, it doesn't help your costume. I don't care if you're trying to be Kobe or Blade or or Black Panther, whoever you're Malcolm X. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. Whatever you're trying to be, Barack Obama, so on and so forth, you don't need blackface. Right. At all. There's like right. not a reason for that. Um, shouldn't, shouldn't need to be said. Okay, second thing. Look, I'm not, I don't have a list. I don't sit here and, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Uh, second thing, do not do voices. Right. Just avoid voices. There's no reason for that. I was going to ask all. this question. If your kid, if your white kid is Black Panther, he should not do the voice. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that, but well... Okay, I said don't do voices. That's not really what... Okay. I'm not finna imitate a voice to make the point. Um, You could... Look, Black Panther voice is one thing, right? Like, I can't do Black Panther voice. I, You know, that's Chadwick Bosman thing. He he cold at it. He, he's done several just, story figures. Is this an accent voice? I, but, but, you know, there's a difference between a trying poorly to imitate something and doing that bullshit African clicking shit and everybody know what I'm talking about. Right. Everybody know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go there. But if you're if your five-year-old is educated enough to know what that is, I am sort <laughs> yeah. of impressed. Like they're yeah, watching so, a lot of documentaries in, from like the 1960s and uh, God bless them. No, they're watching YouTube today. Okay. Because that's right. all over the place, all over you. I'm not, not getting into it. I'm not telling you where to find it. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> don't don't say the N word just because it's Halloween. Go, oh, I'm being a person. No, don't do it. Do just under no circumstances. Don't be trying to test around your black friend who you thought you were cool with. Like just you're ruining the relationship. Just running a lot of risk there. That could lead to physical altercations too. I'm just telling you because that it's visceral. Like you can't just be throwing it out. I don't know. The thing about Halloween is like. <laughs> You know, you know, it's all, you know, fun and games. But I, I think with kids, like I said, my whole thing is that kids should be able to be who they want to for Halloween. It's just when adults do it and they know better. Like, or you, let's not say that. No, no, no but you're saying I, no better. I, like, okay, so what do you mean by no better as it comes to Black Panther stuff? Don't, some people just actually don't know. But there's cases where I feel like people do address a certain way to be offensive. 
to to get like to rile people up in the sense. Okay, so right. so to get to what Tim is is talking about and to what the audience is probably wondering when you say that, and for, I'm curious to see what you say with this. Are there ways that a white person can dress as Black Panther and be offensive? I, in, in the Black I, Panther costume specifically. I, I think dressing up as Black Panther isn't a problem because there's a whole mass dressing up as Black Panther. I think where issue comes in and Black Panther is also a superhero. But mm-hmm. I think where a problem comes in where we where I think about cultural appropriation and where it's offensive is when you try to make African American culture into a caricature. Or you make yeah. black people into caricatures. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole other thing in itself. You know but, what but I mean? are there okay, so but so in general, to to the most basic premise that we started with. Dressing as Black Panther offensive or not to you? Is a, like if a white person, if you out on Halloween, you see a white person, male or female, dressed as Black Panther, are you offended by this? Nah. Okay. Especially nine times out of ten, I wouldn't know if they white till they take the mask off. Now I'd be like, okay, that's interesting. But I well, mean, yeah, if they got a full blown costume. Yes, that's, yeah. that's no different from me wearing a Spider Man costume, or you know, and it. Now, once again, I understand how it's different because of the fact that Black Panther is more connected to to uh, African culture and being an African king and his whole particular backstory is that. But I think that there, one of the things that I like about the character is that his appeal is not only for just Black people, but also, you know, people of all different races and ethnicities, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that what makes a character stand out when they, I guess you could say, they're bigger than I guess the the ethnic group that is um, that it comes from, if that makes any sense. Meaning that like it's it can be enjoyed by different people, you know, instead of just being like, okay, this hero is uh, a black superhero, this hero is an Asian superhero. Like with kids, they don't look at none of that. They just like them because they cool and shit. Well, that's something the movie was able to accomplish because Black Panther was a black superhero before the film or considered one. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that that's one of the things that's kind of helped spearhead. But even but even before that, I knew white people that liked Black Panther. Um, I mean, well, sure, sure. But they they were comic book fans. That's true. That's true. But that's that's the whole thing that that lets you know how good the character is that people who are not black like we gonna like him because he's black, like a black Batman or some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But for other people to like him, that means that the character actually stands out past that. I mean, I because <laughs> I agree and disagree with, with that last part. Um, it's like it's, no, no, I know what you mean. Like, I feel like it 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 can kind of go unstated. But but I, I think I would just add to what you said that um, we do like Black Panther just because he's black. But on top of the fact that he's black, there are levels to that character that are particularly um, of interest and uh, mean something more significant to black people, um, partially because the character is black and we don't have much representation in the superhero genre. That's true. So I only said that because some people, you know, like we can talk talk in shorthand and because we talk with Tim quite a bit, I think he understands what we mean. But just in case there are people who would just take the last part you said and be like, oh, OK, well, 
He said they just like him because he's black. But no, nah, it's, you know, it's more than that. It's shorthand talk. We got other reasons why we would like him. I'm just saying that a big draw to him is like what you said is the fact that we don't have that represented that much in the comic book genre. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we have it. Like, because I could imagine being a kid around that time and I'm reading Superman, Spider-Man and all these other characters and I see this one character and I'd be like, shit, he black. Like, just think how many times... And it do stop you in your tracks, though. Exactly. Like, even today, like, certain shows I'm drawn to when I see a black person. And that's just... That just is what it is. If it's like a sci-fi or fantasy thing and I go through a comic book out and I see a black person on the cover, I'm like, damn, this is interesting. I could read <laughs> immediately. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'd be like, wait one cotton-picking minute. I could look at it and be like, oh, this is kind of trash once I read through it, but it caught my eye, though, you know? So, you know, uh, I don't know if either of you have seen, and I haven't really followed how this has happened, but, you know, the new um, the new doctor in, in, the, in Doctor Who is a woman. It's a woman, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, I, I haven't really seen how that's... Um, that's impacted the the fandom. Uh, have you guys followed that at all? I I haven't. I don't watch Doctor Who. Do you watch Doctor Who, Keith? No, I don't. I, for me, it's like every almost everything I write, like every piece of fiction I write, I find that I tend to have a female protagonist, and mm-hmm. it tends to be just because it's more interesting to me to have somebody who's traditionally been um, held at a historical disadvantage, held down basically having to do something difficult than to have somebody who is like Superman, who looks like somebody who's always had things go pretty much his way. Um, Cause it just adds an extra layer of tension and extra layer of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, I also tend to have a lot of alcoholic protagonists or protagonists dealing with drugs because I think it's another interesting thing, like to have a built in obstacle to overcome. I just mm-hmm. like obstacles. The thing with Black Panther, Although he is like so innately black, like that is so much a part of the character, like you couldn't take that out of him because I mean Stan Lee put him in this fictional African country. He's a prince of that country. He is like that is his origin story. It's like Stan Lee was like, what is the what is the blackest thing I can possibly come up with as a white dude <laughs> in 1968 based on my perhaps limited knowledge? Um, <laughs> what have I got? <laughs> But I don't know if Black if Black Panther being black is like is like an obstacle the way like Clarice Starling being a woman is an obstacle for her being in the FBI. I don't think it's, it is an obstacle for him. I think it's an advantage for him. Yeah, it's I mean it's an advantage from the fact That's that interesting. But also would would you add in that there's been a lot of talks and I really I actually agree with it is that Black Panther was made perfectly. Like, he was made to be, like, super-powered in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he almost an overpowered character. Mm-hmm. And even his, even in his personality, he didn't really have too many flaws. Like, Well, he's a, he's a genius intellect in the comics as well. He's super... He's near the strength of Captain America, but he has no super serum. He has the... Um, the uh, I forget what that flower was called. Yeah. Um, he also becomes God of the Underworld... Yeah. At one point, and it's like I don't know, he, he's like got just all this really he's crazy had stuff. The gauntlet before, yeah. Oh man, that was dope. I ain't spoiling oh. it for nobody, but yeah, that was really yeah, cool. I mean, 
It's cool, like he badass, but sometimes I feel like when Stan Lee, I want to say it was both him and Jack Kirby, when they created the character, mm-hmm. you know, just to make the character like um like like Tim said, like not only as black as possible, but as um as strong. Kind of like the pinnacle of what a man could be. Yeah, like the, a pinnacle of what a black man could be in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it's almost like I want to make the perfect black guy. And it was because they were fighting against the stereotypes that were, you know, I mean, it's early 70s. I mean, yeah, they, they, they were writing specifically in a response to the culture of their time. But it also it also goes too far to the to the other side. That's just like when we talk about like, um, what's the phrase they use a Mary Sue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like w- when we look at Star Wars and we look at Ray and Star Wars, I believe that they make her. Like to where like she really doesn't. You could tell she doesn't really have any challenges. Like what Tim speaks of, she's the female protagonist. But after a while, you realize this motherfucker is actually pretty powerful. Well, you know? okay, but but okay. <laughs> the, my only my only retort to that would be, I think in general there are several male superheroes you could do that with. Whether we're talking about Superman or Captain America or several others, where like they don't really have, on the face of it, much. Like, I mean, like, the only reason Tony Stark would be considered that he's not naturally physically gifted the same way. I mean, he had, he, he's created an armor. And he's he has a heart condition. And he's an a-hole. So, like, yeah, he but, but, so, but so in the Marvel films, the big flaw for T'Challa is that he allowed his father to be killed. He was not ready to be king um, or, or didn't step up to the plate to be king, let's say. And yeah. one thing they that they... Like when he's about to fight Mbaku in the film, he was like, uh, you know, you want to give the kingdom to this prince who c- couldn't keep his own father safe. His his power derives from his country. That's why I say it's not a disadvantage, his origin. Mm, his power yeah, derives true. from his country and from his family. But at the same time, his struggle is, am I worthy of my country and my family? Like, am I wor- not worthy of them, but worthy to lead them? Yeah. Um, which is a little, little similar to Superman. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. si- kind of similar to Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, these things, yeah, they, they're branches of the same tree. My, yeah. my favorite is Matt Murdock because, like, I mean, Daredevil's always been my guy because he's blind. I mean, he has, <laughs> he has such one. a major obstacle to overcome every single time, and everything he does just feels more heroic because, like, oh, not only does he have no special, not only does he have no superpowers except for, like, you know, the ability to hear better, basically the powers that everybody thinks blind people have that they don't really have, like improved hearing and improved, <laughs> Thank, improved touch. Thanks, Marvel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he's blind. He cannot see. If it rains, he has a much harder time because his radar sense gets scrambled. Like, he's an amazing to me. And also, like, his sense of justice and, like, his guilt, his, like, Catholic guilt, I think is really interesting. I don't feel like Black Panther had that much of a built-in flaw until... Uh, the movies got to him, and until, and I might be wrong about this, I think when like black writers started writing him, I think white, I, I, I think mm-hmm. white writers, I think white writers wanted to make him perfect to sort of exercise. They felt like they were doing a good deed first by like having that type of black character, and they were probably exercising like some guilt about the lack of representation in comics before then. Yeah, and then yeah. they they Under- added villains like Eight Man, which is who they <laughs> call a dude Eight Man. <laughs> That, that but, was, but yeah, but yeah, I think you're totally right. That's actually something I had never thought of. That was a step back, though. But but they tried. <laughs> um, 
They got you know they gave us Black Panther, so you, kudos for that. <laughs> I'm so, uh-huh. Eight Man will kill me forever. Like that's the most racist ass shit. I'm sure there was a meeting where they were like, okay, we have Spider Man, we have Dragon Man, we have Tiger Man, we have Bear Man. Oh, Eight Man, no big deal. And then I was like, whoa. Hey, hey, probably not a good idea. Oh, uh, yeah, they didn't have any black people in the in the meeting to when it was adjourned. No, uh, I mean, Stan Lee wrote every single comic book they wrote from like 1962 to 1978 or something. I mean. Not that badly, but he was writing a lot. Yeah, of course. I don't think, I don't think his thing was nuanced. Yeah, well, also, you know, you got to have editors who, who can, you know, tell you, hey, man, uh, maybe rethink that one. We're going to do the same concept, but maybe a different name. You know, black people, apes, you know, maybe not the best choice. I'll bet I'll bet uh, <laughs> didn't even come up with Mbaka. I bet that was somebody else down the line. I'm Googling. It's so on the nose. It's like, how could you not realize this is a mistake you're about to make? But he was created, he was created by John Buscema. They really revitalized Mbaka though since though. Yeah, of course. Character now. Yeah, amazing um, character. So you know, I mean, but but I did, I do think that that took having um black writers step in and you know pretty much run that particular character. Isn't Ta-Nehisi Coates is particularly? Um, focused on in his run. I think he's actually still writing the books. And right now, Wakanda has spread to the galaxy. Yeah, I've was, been reading it. It's called the um the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Man, this shit is hilarious. I was like, this it's is not, dope. That's pretty dope. No, nah, it's I good. Mean, it's good. It's actually. I mean, it 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 is slow, but it's good. I think it's I like, think Red. I think Reginald Hudlin wrote him better, to be honest. Like, you think so. When he first came in, it was just ridiculous. It was like, I completely get this character. Like, I completely get the tension. I get, like, everything he's dealing with. The whole angle of Wakanda has never been successfully invaded. That he just, the way he lays it out immediately, it's just, like, perfect. I get it. Man, that was a good story. Like, I'm going to be, to be honest with you, that was, like, the first, even though it's it's pretty recent, so I'm going to go ahead. It's, it's, like, really the first Black Panther story that I just knew from beginning to end. Like, I knew, like, mm-hmm. little stories here and there, but I never just, honestly, never bought the comics up until recently. Mm. I was more of an X-Man, Spider-Man guy. Yeah, I mean, I've had... My thing with comics is I had these periods where I have the disposable income form, and then I don't, and then I do, and then I don't. So, like, it'll be, like, two years, I'll just miss everything, and then I'll be back two years later, and I'll be able to catch up. Uh, one quick thing I actually want to, to harp on, not harp on, but just ask you guys about uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up. Why don't people dress as Daredevil for Halloween? There's, there's no room to hide. you got to be in great shape to play Daredevil. <laughs> is, no, that, is that the reason? <laughs> there's no cape. There's no, there's no, no pattern pants. on that costume. <laughs> I don't, like, it's weird because he... Okay, so if you would talk about the most um, kind of self-loathing character in comics, it's probably between Matt Murdock and Peter Parker. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, Peter can't ever be happy with nothing. I think that Daredevil is just not as... Um, I'm not saying he's not as popular. It, it, I don't even know... No, what, he's not as popular. He's not a popular Marvel character. I mean, he's appreciated, but he's not popular the same way the Avengers, the traditional Avengers are, you know? And then it's just one of those things where, like, 
you put on the costume and you feel like everywhere you go, people gonna be like, so who are you? You're like, fuck. <laughs> They be like, oh, oh, so yeah, they, and that, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, you're Spider Guy, you're Spider Man, right? Like, like, you talk about some Catholics being mad. You walk around with a devil costume on. Like, <laughs> and don't be a Christian with a devil costume on. It's old. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the most religious Catholic. comic book character. Yeah, but <laughs> but they don't know that though. They throwing holy water on. You. Maybe that's the reason. I actually, okay, now that I've said it out loud, never mind. I kind of answered my own question to. <laughs> Oh, like you don't see people dressed up as Hellboy walking down the street. And Hellboy well, yeah, well I mean, <laughs> unless somebody's like a serious cosplayer, you're right. Yeah, true, true, true. But even like, well, I haven't been around too many cosplayers, but like, I haven't seen like when I do go to like little conventions, I haven't seen too many people dressed up as Daredevil. But I have seen people dressed up as Matt Marta, like in the what? Oh, his costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I seen a oh, the red glasses. Yeah, so they had the glasses. They put some on their knuckles to make it look like they've been in a fight. Mm-hmm. They had a cane, um, the suit. I don't know if this kind of messed up, acting like you a blind guy, but they'll pretty much walk around <laughs> like them. Yeah, and can, my, can, my yeah. Sighted, can my sighted child play Matt Murdock for Halloween? Well, okay, <laughs> is that offensive? See, I actually don't know. Is it? Maybe the blind people. But I'm saying, yeah, but that's what I'm asking. Like, what is? is... We gotta ask somebody blind because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know a blind person off the top of my head. So that they don't know what he look, what he look like. So, see, there you go. I mean, (laughs) you know, I don't know any blind people. That's kind of surprising. If I could just make a recommendation, if you get a chance, check out a documentary called Delt, uh, deltmovie.com. It's mm-hmm. I saw it on Hulu, I believe. It is about a magician, like a f- up close sleight of hand magician, who is blind. Hmm. It's insane. Oh. It's absolutely insane, and like his magic is incredible. And you watch it for like three minutes, and you're like, I don't understand how he did it. And then they're like, By the way, he can't see. It's it's phenomenal. It's one of those things, it's like when you see a magic trick and you just go like, oh, I know how he did it. That's actually magic. It, <laughs> it's, this dude is legitimately This dude magic. legitimately <laughs> is Dr. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can do magic. I got and all that shit. Um, so I think we're getting closer to the 40-minute mark. So, so, Tim, what do you think now? I th- we talked about a lot of stuff. Do you still feel uncomfortable about your, your future kids that you might own? Um, that's not uh, like While we were talking, I read this article on uh, fatherly.com 
where there's a good a good comment from Van Jones that I like. He says, generally, to have kids identify across those lines seems like a good thing. Um, he says, at what point do you want to have a conversation with your kids? It's easier to have with a 10, 11, 12-year-old. You don't want the first conversation about race to be about something they want to do and they can't. So mm. I think what I would do is be a coward and try to steer my kid toward being something else. Like, oh, Harry Potter, whoa. Yeah. Um, whoa. But then – but then I think I would just try to be as honest as possible with them and say, like, look, um, it's cool that you admire Black Panther. Um, this is a different culture. This is a different country. Um, this isn't your country. So you need to make sure that you are not acting like you're making fun of it or like you like think it's a joke. Like you need to treat it really respectfully and see how it goes. Yeah, I think that is the right approach because, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, I think it would be not helpful to their development as a person uh, to shield them from whatever might come, even if it was something bad. And honestly, the worst case scenario is like somebody says, I don't like you doing that. And then you have to have a conversation you don't want to have, but it's better than never having that conversation, never having them do that, never having a bad thing happen. And then they're at college, you know, doing one of those (laughs) frat parties. So, you know, yeah, it's better to, to, you know, if that's something they really want to do, let it happen. So that would be our advice. And also, if you that worried about it, please go talk to your neighbors. One thing before we close, let me tell y'all something that happened. So, what is it? Like three or four nights ago, um, get my son in the bath, get a knock on the door. It's like 715 or something like that. Wife goes to answer. And I'm hearing a voice I don't recognize and i'm like okay so i, I kind of my son's old enough i can walk away for a moment and he's not going you know do nothing crazy so i'll go over to the door's police officer oh. okay what's going on and um police officer sees me this black guy he's like hey hey don't worry don't worry um not a huge deal you got a noise complaint and we were like okay um what what were they saying and they were saying that you know you guys is the upstairs neighbors are being really loud and blah 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 and this and that and wait a minute I was, I was like this is from my downstairs neighbors and they were like yeah and I was like they didn't say anything to us they could have knocked on the door at any point and just said hey you know what's going on it's really loud up there and this is just our son who's not even two just running around banging on stuff blah blah blah, blah. so uh the truth of the matter is, 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 you know, my wife and I sitting there with this black cop, we all are kind of laughing because <laughs> we're like, really? They called the cops over this. So go downstairs to my neighbors and they spoke to them and they're not black. Um, and they were like, hey, um, this is not a criminal thing. Obviously, this is a noise thing. Um, we really would recommend you just go speak to your neighbors. Uh, wow. And they know what we look like. They've never spoken to us before, before this moment. And they were too scared to even approach us and say, hey, it's real loud up there. Could you keep it down? They called the cops instead. Knowing all the stuff that's going on right now, they called the cops instead. So I would really encourage um, anybody to listen to this podcast uh, who's gotten this far. Thank you for getting this far, first off. But secondly, Please don't be that person who is 
afraid to approach your neighbors for whatever reason. Like, you would much rather have a conversation about something really silly um, and likely not a big deal than um, have them approach you after you call the police on them over something stupid. Um, like please. a baby, a baby making noise. Yeah, like please go talk to people. Like it's it's a much better approach. Trust me, they will um, not harbor ill will if you have the conversation. There we go. So, I think that's a good place to. <laughs> I just want to throw in that as as a good example of you know, just just talk to people. It is so much easier than trying to work around and just crossing fingers and hoping stuff goes well. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you get a good friendship out of it. Why not, right? Let's give it a shot. So can you say can you say that again? Because I think it broke up, and it's a good thing to say. I, I what did I just? Oh, I was saying. Um, sometimes you, know, you get a good friendship out of it. Yeah, sometimes you get a good friendship out of it. Try and and approach a neighbor. You got to talk to people you don't know at work all the time. More than likely, a lot of us do. You know, just you know, make the effort. You know, because if if you're gonna put your your child has to go out into the world without you. Try to be that good example for them. It's all people ask. So, yeah, I, I think we can uh, close there. Amen. If you're listening and you like this, please give us five stars on iTunes. Please check out Meanwhile in the Multiverse, Keith and Aaron's amazing other podcast. Um, and thank you very much for listening. If you have any feedback on this, Feel free to weigh in on the comments. Just give the five stars and then tell us how much you disagree. Yes. And also, <laughs> uh, please, please, please uh, go out of your way to also check out Shoot This Now. is another podcast that is hosted by Tim Malloy and uh, his co-host, Matt Donnelly, where they uh, talk about ideas that should be made into movies and have not yet and likely will be if uh you know the right people listen i mean there's some really good stuff on there and also recently a lot of really cool interviews uh what was the most recent was the most recent one tim allen we have never had tim allen <laughs> i mean not tim oh lord tom arnold i'm crazy tom arnold people are gonna have allen. a real different we had tom arnold it's uh it's an experience it's an experience. Come check it out. Thank you for correcting me. TA. I just, I, TA was in we my have, head. We have, we have uh, Tim Allen followed by Tommy Lauren next week. Then we're going to have Dennis Miller. Uh, we're really excited about Bill O'Reilly. We got for that. Um, <laughs> all the stars. No. Oh, that's a line of my <laughs> Keith, you want to you uh, close this out without making a mistake? Nah, I mean, every, everything good. I mean, Y'all, y'all plugged everything in. The only thing I say, you know, if I'm my, if I'm your neighbor, don't come talk to me and don't call the police. Just deal with my no. All right, we'll catch y'all next time. That's all, folks. <laughs>